The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Who's the Super Bowl favorite? These are the top four ranked teams by ESPN's.com analytics generator. Who has the best chance? Kansas City, Tampa Bay, Buffalo, or Green Bay? How about that? 59% on Twitter saying the Kansas City Chiefs will avenge their loss from last year's Super Bowl. They'll do it this year. And by the way, a Kansas City-Tampa Bay rematch is the leading uh, Super Bowl matchup. This is the Rod Peterson Show. This is like old days. I feel like we're on radio. I I guess everybody's looking at us. We can't see them. But uh, I feel like... (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for writing in and saying, and you're on. And Ryan's going to get this fixed. I know uh, for some reason the TV monitor went off. We're having a case of the Mondays. But I want to say hi to everybody that's tuned in from across Canada and 31 U.S. states. There we go. Thanks, Ryan. But there's a lot of people tuned in from Winnipeg. And I saw it this morning on Twitter. They're like, days like this, I really miss... Winnipeg Sports Radio, and people rallied and said, well, there's the Rod Peterson Show. He covers it all, and here we are because it's a big sports day there. But it's – we're all kind of out of order. Coming up later on, I think here later on in hour one, John Liu from TSN Montreal to talk about all things Canadiens, maybe a little on Alexi Kokinyemi and uh, the Alouettes game Friday night. But in hour two – Former NFLer and CFLer Delvin Bro was lined up to join us from New Orleans, Louisiana. And then we find out that, of course, with Hurricane Ida hitting yesterday, we have no idea. I don't think they've been able to establish contact with Delvin Bro. Yeah. From what we understand. Yeah, we're working on that first. So hoping that everything's good with Delvin, hoping he's fine. Um, and if he is and we can find him and we can establish an Internet connection, we're going to put Delvin on the air an hour or two. Right. So uh, do you guys want to hit the quick six show horn? That will tell me if we are back on track. Do you have it? Is it working? Hey, it's up. Okay. Bob's your uncle. Let's that? go. We're all good right. to go. Okay. Thanks. So I got six show topics here, and they're all kind of out of order. There's some interesting things that I learned this morning, too, by the way, that I didn't even know. Until I, after I put this list together. So number one, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers beating the Calgary Stampeders 18-16 Sunday night at IG Field. It was the 
Game of the Week as voted by you, the viewers, by a landslide. You were driving home from Candle Lake, and that reminds me we're going to have to get to our photo album a little later on. Did you give photos to I hope they got in, but I'm kind okay, of feeling well, that they might not. We can do it later, and especially if Delvin Bro doesn't join us, then we'll be looking to kill some time later. But anyways, you were Great. driving home. You weren't listening to the game. I was watching it on ESPN2 because the TSN broadcast was delayed because of the six-hole playoff in the BMW Championship, which was actually fine to watch until it was time to kick off in the CFL. I'm like, where's, where's my ball? Anyways, you came in here this morning, and while you knew that the Bombers had won 18-16, you didn't know how, you, you, right? Because you were driving. You That's right. right. So you're like, what happened in this crazy ending? So I said, oh, my God, it's why we love the CFL. Mark Leggio, the rookie kicker for Winnipeg, lines up a 30-something-ish field goal to win the game and misses for Winnipeg for about a minute to go. Bombers get called for time count violation. That kicker, which you explained why Calgary could not decline the penalty, so he lines it up 10 yards back, makes it. And I'm having flashbacks to the 2009 Grey Cup in the 13th man because it's almost exactly what oh, happened. Yeah. And then Calgary gets the ball with a minute to go and the chance to march down the field and win the game with a 52-yard field goal from Rennie Paradis. He misses, and the Winnipeg Blue Bombers win the game 18-16. And <sighs> pandemonium, plan the parade, and all of a sudden, I don't know about you people in Winnipeg, but tell me, please. <laughs> Wronghorn. It's Monday still, right? <laughs> Whoops. I, how soon did your attention turn to the Labor Day Classic in Saskatchewan, Winnipeg? Because mine almost immediately did. Yeah. And because it's now the 3-1 Winnipeg Blue Bombers at the 3-0 Saskatchewan Rough Riders on Sunday for Canadian Football League supremacy for one week. Right? Yeah. So that was my whole first point was a wild game in Winnipeg. You missed it, but it sounds like you missed a lot. Hey? Yeah, but you, know, but you brought up the question, and a lot of fans brought up the question because he made the field goal. And, but it was a time count violation penalty. And, well, can't they decline it? He made the field goal. Can't they decline it? Sorry, he missed the field goal, right? Can't he decline it? And, no, it's a time count. It's a pre-snap penalty, just like a legal procedure. These are penalties that stop the play from even happening. These are pre-snap penalties. So even if they missed blowing it down early, the play never happened, you know, in terms of the game. So... You can't decline it. It's not like a, play, a penalty that happens during the play. It's unfortunate. Gets a second chance at it. He makes it. And like you say, Bob's your uncle. And Winnipeg wins. Winnipeg and Saskatchewan uh, will play for CFL supremacy over the next couple of weeks. Yeah. So you're really going to decide. But yeah. I just want to say that I was wrong on Jake Mayer, the rookie quarterback for Calgary. But I was right on saying it was far too early to write the epitaph on the Calgary Stampeders when they were 0-2, remember? Yeah. I did say that because everybody's saying, oh, this is the year they've, they're done. They're done now. The, you know, the last dance is over. No, they're still Calgary. And Rennie Parodies usually makes 52-yard field goals. So uh, things have tightened up somewhat in the CFL West. My second point, and we really got to fly because we're under the gun for time here, but it was just a basic week for CFL uh, recap, but I know there's other things that we got to get to as well besides the CFL. So I'll just say this. These are my brief thoughts, okay? Obviously, the Edmonton Elks-Toronto Argonauts game was postponed because of COVID. I don't want to talk about that right now. So then Friday, Hamilton went into Montreal and kicked the Alouettes' ass 27-10, to and the Ticats proved they are who we thought they were. 
They won the game on big plays, and Dane Evans was the quarterback. They made the switch behind center, and I think Hamilton doesn't look back now. How can you? Right. Saturday, the BC Lions go into Ottawa and have their way with the Red Blacks 24-12. Ottawa has not scored an offensive touchdown in three games uh, all year. Is Ottawa that bad or is BC that good? It's both. You heard it here first. That's my recap there. See, I had to get to the National Football League. I mean, NFL preseason wrap. My God, it's like walking into the Golden Corral and just going, where do you start? I know. Where do you start? We can talk about Andy Dalton named the starting quarterback for the Bears. You can talk about Gardner Minshew being traded by the Jacksonville Jaguars to the uh, Eagles on Saturday for a sixth-round pick. I'm like, why are the Eagles trading for a backup quarterback? Can somebody explain that to me? The Baltimore Ravens have won 20 consecutive NFL preseason games. Who really cares? But apparently it's a thing. It's the, it's the longest streak in the NFL right now. And then I'm listening to the Dallas Cowboys game last uh, yesterday, and our good friend Brad Sham called in the game. And he says, well, these games don't count, but they matter. The way he talks. Right? Isn't that a great way to put it? They <laughs> yeah. don't count. But they matter. Yeah. They matter to these players that are battling, you know, for different positions and and whatnot. Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to start week one for Washington. Um, Tom Brady, you know, played for Tampa through a touchdown. Yeah. So he's looking great. Um, it's good. Preseason's good. And there's a lot of storylines to follow heading into week one. So we'll get into all that, but we're running out of time here in the warm-up. Brought to you by Ecole Electric. Come check out our new Regina Data and Lighting Center. Ecole Electric, let's get to work. But I'll say this. For the football people, and I think that's why people enjoy this show so much, is it's not stats and stuff. It's the actual nuts and bolts of what's going on. I find it fascinating how certain teams have dealt with the the preseason, like it's, you hate when I say this, but I got to say, because I can't think of any other way. There's more than one way to skin a cat. So if the PETA people get upset, they can just turn it off. You got Dallas not playing Dak Prescott at all, or any of their big guns, getting ready for week one at Tampa. You got New England with Bill Belichick trying to, you got a two-horse race for who's going to start, <laughs> and I still don't think he knows. Because frankly, I think Cam Newton looked amazing in the Patriots last game. I really do. Right? He did. He did. He looked really good. And yeah. then, there, you know, Mac Jones took some strides. And they've got two quarterbacks. And I think, you know, Bill will end up going with Cam Newton. Just if I know people in branding, I think he'll go with Cam Newton um, in week one, knowing that he wants Mac Jones to be his quarterback long term. I could be wrong, but that's kind of what, where I see this going. I see Cam Newton getting the start in week one. And then I've heard otherwise. So, I know. I know. so there's that. And, but again... Vets versus no vets in some cases. And we're going to find out, I guess, whom it works for. And let's not forget that there's now this week off bumper between the end of the preseason and the start of the regular season, which reminds me, I see the Regina Thunder writing in. They said they missed you yesterday, but they had a big, that's the junior football program here. They had a big win over the Winnipeg Rifles. That's right. I wish I was Uh, calling their game. Hey, hey, duty calls. But my point is I, I had a, Coffee with a football guy Saturday, a university football guy. And I'm like, when, when, when do they start? He's like, third week of September. They've been practicing for a month, right? But that's a COVID thing, right? Yeah. We're so weeks away from the university starting. The junior starts, wild. couple last points. I just opened up my score app today, which is my go-to for everything. 
And I see the Leafs and Sabres are talking about an outdoor game in Hamilton. Did you see that? Yeah. Did you see that? But only just a little bit of it. I haven't really dove into the next I saw the headline. That's all I need. If they're talking about it, where else would they play it than Tim Horton's Field in Hamilton, the most Canadian-named venue Mm -hmm. on the continent? So Leafs, Sabres, they're talking about talking. They're talking about talking. An outdoor game in Hamilton. And uh, no, I don't want to be there, but I'd sure be watching it. The one here was am- just amazing. As I said to Gary Bettman, watch your feet. I'm going to drop some names here. Hey, Gary, thanks for bringing the NHL to us because we've been going to you for 100 years. Thanks for coming to us here. Blew him away. How about that? Yeah. You said you're welcome. I like that guy. And then point six, old licorice legs. Alexei Kokinyemi gets a six point. Pardon me. I choked on it. $6.1 million <laughs> so dollar offer sheet from the Carolina Hurricanes. We'll get into this more with John Liu. With all apologies to Clark, because this gets him all horny. I don't get into this offer sheet business. This was weird. And if you actually think that Licorice Legs Kokanyemi is worth $6.1 million, which I guarantee the Hurricanes don't. He's not a $6.1 million player. So this is off-season summer trickery gobbledygook that, frankly, I don't care about. But as I've chatted with the Oilers fans, let's just get to the hockey. Enough of this stuff. And our poll question today, by the way, is who are you cheering for? In the BMW uh, playoff, the six-hole playoff yesterday, Bryson DeChambeau or Patrick Cantley. It's the first time we've ever had a golf question, and most people were cheering. Who are they? Neither. Sheesh. 48%. Does that mean that you weren't watching it, or the majority on Twitter were cheering for Patrick Cantley, and I think that's just because they don't like Bryson DeChambeau. I think so, I was too. cheering for DeChambeau. So was that. I like cocky guys, but he didn't win. So, anyways, that's the warm-up for E-Cold Electric. John Liu. Coming up, we got Delvin Bro on the way, New Orleans Saints and Ticats alum. And I think we're on track finally. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube and Facebook Live and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston. Do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with a performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Trust me, you're listening to a happy customer. Join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Trust me. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. 
All right, welcome back, everybody. I think we're I think we're settled. Um, there are some breaking news developments today. It's big news around here. I guess the Saskatchewan Rough Riders announced in this morning the beginning September 17th. Proof of vaccination will be required to attend games. So uh, that's good. I think, what are they, three home games in? Got the Labor Day Classic this Sunday. People talking about our poll question today. Who were you cheering for in the BMW six-hole playoff? Bryson DeChambeau or Patrick Cantley? And uh, I said... DeChambeau because he's cocky and people are writing in saying nothing puck and pigskin podcast and red you're nothing better than watching a cocky guy missing putt after putt after putt and finally losing and uh as my man Bob Weeks said I saw it on Sports Center this morning while I was working out he said the hot putter always beats the big drives did you know that moose the drive. hot the flat stick you drive for show and putt for dough there you go there you go Proof right in the pudding right there. Yeah. And I will always regret at the CP Women's Open, Bob Weeks was making a beeline down the fairway with my guy, Jason Delasoy, his camera guy. And I'm like, I, I, I want to ask him for a selfie. And I didn't. And I should have. Yeah. Bob Weeks. He would have stopped. He would have. Sure oh, for stopped. sure he would have. And uh, ha! James Henderson watching on YouTube says licorice legs. Ha ha, Rod. From the general in Calgary. When he said licorice legs, I, le- I laugh for real. LOL. We're talking about Alexi Kokanyemi. I'm sorry. I'm s- sorry. Yesperi. <laughs> Why do I keep screwing the two up? Yesperi Kokanyemi, not Alexi. Fondly referred to by some Montreal media as licorice legs, but not John Liu. Let's bring him in here now. John, sorry for all that preamble. We've had quite a day, John. <clears throat> How are you? <laughs> I don't know if you can see me I because I can't see you. I uh, For no. some reason, the display isn't not. showing multi-windows, so I, I'm getting like this slate for DeGero, which is the uh, the company that's, um, that's uh, basically operates the uh, the microwave devices that we transmit all our our uh, material from the field. So, um, yeah, I guess we can I don't hear get to you. see you guys today. We, okay. I can hear you, can John. You see- yeah. Yeah. So, okay. uh, so, so let's roll. And before we sure, talk about roll. the Yesperi Coke and Yemi offer sheet, which because that stuff doesn't really interest me, what does is uh, Friday Night Football and the Alouettes and the Tie Cats. And uh, you were there. You saw it. Uh, what did what, what did we learn that that night? I think what we learned is that uh, the league is perhaps uh, really studying tape hard. Uh, on, on Vernon Adams Jr. Uh, because uh, the uh, Ticats defensive coordinator really uh, drew up a, a game plan that's that effectively nullified um, uh, nullified uh, Vernon Adams Jr. But started with the their front seven making William stand back as a, turning him into a non-factor. And so that's the challenge for the Alouettes this week uh, as they get back to practice today is trying to figure out how can they get some rhythm and uh, a little bit more flow on their offense because they certainly didn't look like that they were in sync for almost all of that game. And going back to Calgary the week fr- uh, the Friday prior, they, they really didn't have a whole lot of um, flow in their game there either. So, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was something that was, I think, that you know, looking at Hamilton, Hey, they, they were the Grey Cup runner-up in 2019. They've got a tremendous defense. They had a week off 
to get healthy, to plan, to game plan, to prep for Montreal. And uh, I think we saw the results there. So really, it's up to Montreal to really have a good week of practice, make plenty of adjustments there, and try to bounce back against Ottawa, who is also struggling offensively. John, uh, you sound fine. Is there an echo in your uh, earphones at all, or how's the sound to you? I'm okay. Um, yeah, I'm, okay, I'm not hearing any feedback, so we're good. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Be- listen, the viewers really want to talk about this offer sheet, so we'll get to that in a minute. They're far more interested in it than I am, and maybe we'll get to the ins and outs of it. But do you feel that through four weeks now, things are kind of settling in in the CFL? Like, I don't think Hamilton's going to look back. To me, that's the Hamilton that we expected. They are who we thought they were. Calgary's getting on track. Winnipeg's a great team. Um, I just feel like it took a few weeks to kind of get back to what we thought things would be. I think that's, uh, well, yeah, certainly because of the the exceptionally long layoff where pretty much nobody was playing pro-level ball during the pandemic um, or coaching for that matter. So um, it was going to take at least a couple of weeks for, for teams to find their rhythm. I think it was slower to come in terms of offense. I think we've seen that in years past too. The defense tends to have the... Uh, the upper hand uh, coming out of the gates too. And I, and I believe that's still going to linger for a little bit. You're not seeing a whole lot of, of blowouts in the league just yet, um, just because offenses are not. There's, there isn't any single team whose offense looks like a juggernaut that looks like it's firing on all cylinders consistently. Um, although having said that, Saskatchewan, Cody Fajardo is looking very good. They, uh, they appear to be the class of the league in the early going, but um, uh, I think there's still going to be a little bit of uh, bumpy, uneven play out of most teams for the next week or two uh, before we see things slide into, well, I guess we say Labor Day is the turning point in the season, but it's way too early. I think that probably Thanksgiving, we're going to have to switch that, that, that assessment po- assessing point to uh, Thanksgiving to see where, uh, where teams are at before we can make a really, um, I guess, an informed judgment as to who the contenders are and who the pretenders are. It's funny, I was on the Outsiders podcast in Edmonton today with Bryn Griffiths and Robin Brownlee, and you know those guys, and Robin, that cynical newspaper reporter, he was like, is this the unofficial kickoff to the season, Labor Day weekend? Because, of course, we've been saying that for 100 years. But just before we switch to the Habs, you know the Montreal and BC always played on this weekend because they were the distant cousins that didn't have a rivalry. But you mentioned that it's Montreal-Ottawa now, Friday Night Football. How is that? rivalry since Ottawa returned to the league in 2014. It's been building into something pretty special. Uh, the geographical proximity is makes these two teams a natural. The only thing that could make an, a rivalry better for the Alouettes would be if there was a team in Quebec City. But, I mean, obviously that's not a, a factor. So <clears throat> the battle of the 417 uh, is something that fans are starting to embrace. We've seen some good contests between the two teams. Um, although, having said that, um, there's been a there's been a little bit of an imbalance. I think that when the the Red Blacks when they came into existence, they were a strong team. They were doing well, competing, going to Grey Cups. Whereas the Alouettes were wandering in the wilderness. Um, 2019, there was a little bit more uh, parity between the two teams, and then this year, well, parity in terms of the fact that both have been slow out of the gate. So. Um, Having said that, hopefully this coming Friday will be uh, an exceptionally competitive and entertaining game uh, because there are a lot, there's a lot of riding for both these teams because in a 14-game schedule, you have a whole quarter less of a season to try to get yourself on track. That The games mean that much more. Um, every week is that much more important and, and there's more on, uh, at stake. So uh, both teams really have to come up with the, 
a very strong effort, a, a big rebound because, you know, um, it's way too early to say we're running out of time. But the thing is, they need to figure out who they are, what they are pretty soon in order to get themselves on track. Tell me, please, uh, John, why it's headline news that Yesperi Kokanyemi has been offered a $6.1 million offer sheet from the Carolina Hurricanes. Because, I mean, my, my focus in the NHL is the games, not this stuff. But it sure got a lot of people excited. What's your read on it? Uh, to be honest with you, Rod, I thought that this quite possibly could have happened as soon as Carolina uh, matched the Sebastian Ajo offer hmm. sheet that that uh, that uh, Mark Bergevin extended a couple of years ago, uh, simply because Tom Dundon, the owner of the Carolina Hurricanes, strikes me as kind of like a brash and impulsive businessman. I don't know him by any means, but just the way that's uh, you know the way that the franchise has operated under his his um, stewardship. Um, it just struck me that I thought, you know what, I think there's going to be revenge. Figured that, yeah, when Kod Kanyemi comes out of his entry-level deal, um, if, the, if, if he turns out to be, if he's trending toward the type of player that, that would be worthy of an offer sheet, uh, a healthy, um, something that, a healthy carrot being dandled, dangled in front of him, then there would be a strong possibility for that. The only thing about this offer sheet that surprised me was the the cap hit um, six point one zero zero zero? Can't remember how many zeros, but fifteen dollars at the end to signify represent Kotkaniemi's uniform number, uh, and the twenty dollars signing bonus, which represents Sebastian Ajo's number. There was a whole lot of um, there were a lot of Easter eggs that weren't very hidden. Um, the press release from Don Waddell, which was practically word but word for word from Mark Bergevin's press release when he uh, when when the Canadians extended the offer sheet to uh, Sebastian Ajo. Um, so yeah, it was it was a significant troll job on the part of the Hurricanes. But again, I wasn't really surprised by it. The, the offer sheet itself, what I was surprised by is the amount simply because Jesper Kotkaniemi is not worthy of a six million dollar cap hit coming out of the season that he just had, where he started and ended the Canadians playoff run as a healthy scratch, where his production was was extremely low during the regular season. Um, his sophomore season was even more of a disappointing campaign where he was uh, significantly injured for more than half the season. And so this player has a lot to prove, and yet the Hurricanes are dangling $6 million in front of him for a one-year deal. And so, I mean, any player would be crazy to have not signed the offer sheet, um, but... Having said that, it's, it's really going to be interesting to see what happens in the next five, six days, whether Mark Bergevin matches or if he decides to let Kotkaniemi go because there's pros and cons to either strategy. And to guess what Bergevin is going to do, good luck because he keeps his cards extraordinarily close to the best and uh, we won't find out until they actually make the announcement. Well, it's I'm sorry. I know I'm just a dumb farm kid who's just highly confusing to me because the guy isn't a two. $0.4 million player, let alone 6.1, so I, whatever. John, before we go, they love you, man. They love you. Uh, Chris Jarl on Facebook, very entertaining show today. What's John's favorite metal band? Iron Maiden. Whew, didn't even have to think Hands about band. it. Actually, no, no, and actually here, you know what? Strange enough that you should bring that up or mention it, because I just bought this on their website. 
I'm wearing my Spinal Tap t-shirt today, too. <laughs> so I've got you. a real metal theme going. But, yeah. Um, Whoa, that's hot. I had one back in the day. Iron Maiden Battle Vest. <laughs> the metal heads. Uh, How about that? From their website. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just sitting here because I'm, I've got tickets to a Judas Priest concert at the beginning of November. Maiden will probably tour in advance of their new album, which comes out in three days, four days. And uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm just channeling a whole lot of uh, my favorite 80s, 80s metal vibe right now. So, but so, John, yeah. stop, stop. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, <tangent. laughs> a hurricane's coming and you have to evacuate your home. You can only take one jacket, that Iron Maiden jacket or your suit with a hood on it. Which one are you grabbing? Oh, well, sorry. It's got to be the, the hoodie suit. <laughs> Way more expensive. Way more I could get one of these on eBay or on their website if they're not sold out. But that suit, no, sorry, that's that's got to be the one I saved. Yeah, that one is top shelf, first round material. John, always fun. Thanks for the laughs and the info, brother. Uh, have a good week. <laughs> My pleasure. You too, Rod. Thanks for having me on. Anytime. TSN's John Liu. Who are just? Are we stabilizing now? The coolest man in broadcast. There's no doubt. No, Can we doubt. put it on Moose. Like, Let's do no- that again. The coolest man in broadcast. John Liu. No doubt. I could tell you some stories. He's just cool. There's not enough O's in cool to describe John Liu. Okay. Coming back with a sports update. And we may not have another guest the rest of the way. We'll see. I feel like we've been hit by a hurricane here. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube and Facebook live streaming, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now, back to the studio with Rob. Okay, welcome back, everybody. (laughs) Viewer James Henderson's watching on YouTube, and he says, Guests are great, but I could listen to Rod and Moose interact with the viewers all day. Well, James, you're in luck. Because I think that's what we're going to do for the next hour and 20 minutes. Moose, if you're okay with that. Let's roll. Um, Delvin Bro. Hey, hey, I hope that we can get him. But let's. What's that show? Is there a show called Real Talk? Or was there a show called Real Talk? There has to be. But that's what we're going to do is Real Talk. And for you people. You guys aren't. You guys. I'm glad you guys think it's funny back there that are new to this program. We were calling it The View for sports fans, and that's what it's going to be for the next hour and 20 minutes. But Real Talk, I think there was a show called Real Talk. So the big news in this area is that the Saskatchewan Rough Riders announced this morning that beginning, what is it, September 17th, all fans will have to require proof of vaccination to get into games, or I think a negative COVID test. I haven't read. That just happened before we went to show, and obviously this show today has been an absolute dog's breakfast, but we've been trying to ride that hurricane. But I don't go to the Rough Rider games for my own reasons, so I'm looking at this going, it doesn't really affect me. I've been to the Winnipeg game, may go to more Winnipeg games. They're kind of becoming my team, to be honest with you. 
And that was they've had this policy, in effect, all season, going into the season. And getting into that stadium could not have been slicker. Oh, yeah. It was very easy. So I don't really understand the uproar here. Now, having said that, I walked the midway of the fair last week with some friends, one of which was the sponsor of this show. And uh, it was a big topic with them that the premier had his hands all over this. The premier of the province. And he was holding the Rough Riders hostage. This was sort of their take on it. And I was like, well, I don't know, because I'm not going to the game anyway. I'll be watching it on television. But I'm not dense enough to think this isn't a really big deal in sports venues all across Canada and, for that matter, North America. I'm watching the BMW Championship yesterday, hoping it'll end soon so I could watch the game out of Winnipeg, and I'm seeing that they're packed watching. They have less vaccination in America than we do, and they're packing their fans in like sardines. Like, I don't get it, but as I said on the air in Edmonton, I'm over all of it. I'm, I'm just over it. And you had your take on, what, opinions or... Well, all of it, but it's funny. I was like, this news came down about, you know, was it this morning about the riders requiring vaccinations? And I kind of thought, I'm like, from a business perspective, I'm like, ooh, this is actually really great PR, and this is a great move for the riders. Thinking strategy, and I mean, it's always a great move to take care of the people. Let's just take care of that, number one, right? Requiring vaccinations, we think that's the right thing to do. We've said that should have been from day one, so taking care of the people. But from a business strategy PR move, I'm like, ooh, this is actually pretty good. And it's we're not going to do it today because we can't just rush into it today. So it's going to be for September 17th. And I'm like, you've played all your home games already. So you're not really losing out on any revenue. You know, what, two home games at the end of the year and that's it, right? It'll be just after Labor Day, so you don't have to return all the money from the Labor Day tickets. I'm like, that's a little bit sharp from a strategy point of view. But the football fans and the viewers, they're no dummies. They go into the mentions of the tweet and the news release and everything. They caught on pretty quickly. You know, this is great, but why are you not doing it for Labor Day? Let's have the world's biggest super spreader event and then put in the restrictions. Like the the comments are kind of going wild and they kind of got called on it. Now, I don't know why or why not. They couldn't put it into effect starting tomorrow, partially because you've committed to this game day. You've got full tickets if you have everybody returning their tickets and you issue refunds, do you have enough time to sell them? Um, but it's their decision, and they are going to do it. So at least they're doing it well, starting on the 17th. But you knew but. they were going to get oh, hammered yeah. either way. And, uh, That's right. And by the way, we're gonna, we are going to switch topics on that. But you, I'll read a few viewer comments here. Dominic D. watching on YouTube says, Great game, Winnipeg Stamps. And yes, we covered that at the, off the top of the show. Viewer Jason Austin says, he, was, he says, I'm over it also, so thank you. I'm just kind of tired. He says, we've had three to four months to get this BS behind us. Now it's time to drop the hammer. But would you please, if you don't mind, relate the story to the viewers about the prime minister <laughs> and well, how certain what you care about and what you don't care about is if it affects you. Yeah, right? and we're talking about that. You know, what do you care about? And I'm like, you know, to be honest, the premier of this province or who gets elected prime minister, I don't really care because it doesn't affect me. And... People will tell me, well, it absolutely does because your taxes are this or your taxes are that. I'm like, what I mean is whoever's in charge or running the country or running the province or the mayor of your city doesn't really affect your ability to make it, right? Now, I'm not a farmer. I'm not a, 
I don't own cattle. I don't have land. I don't, you know what I mean? Um, where different regulations get put in depending on which government's there. But I operate in the Internet. But you know what? Everybody plays by the same rules, no matter who's in charge. So we all got to play by the same rules. There's still people having success, no matter what government there is. You just might have to change up your game. So I don't spend my time worrying about who's elected, who's this, who's that. I worry about what I can control, and that's my ability to have success. Right. Too many people want to just and I'll get into the say negative. just on the flip side, uh, I do have land, and I do have land that's being farmed. So the carbon tax that's been put in by Trudeau does take bucks out of my pocket. For and sure. just Saturday night, I was in my hometown talking to the guys that farm my land. And I'm like, is this rain affecting uh, you taking off my crop? And they're like, no, it's off. We're good. Bob's your uncle. But there's still <laughs> going to be money taken off because of the carbon tax. So I, for sure, I care more about that than the vaccination at the Ryder Games. Because it affects me more. Completely. Right? And we all so, care okay. about what affects yeah. us. Absolutely. We'll get to a full viewer takeover next segment, but I do want to just read a quick sports update. Jose Barrios pitched seven strong innings, and the Blue Jays beat the Tigers 2-1 on Sunday, taking two of three in a low-scoring series with Detroit. Bo Bichette and Kevin Smith homered for Toronto, which won 3-2 on Saturday and lost 2-1 on Friday. Uh, quarterback Baker Mayfield led the Cleveland Browns to a 19-10 win over the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday. Preseason play, Mayfield put together a pair of impressive drives in his lone appearance of the NFL preseason. We'll talk way more about that coming back in hour two. And Medina Spirit won the Shared Belief Stakes horse race at Del Mar, California for embattled trainer Bob Baffert. The Kentucky Derby winner was racing for the first time since finishing third in the Preakness in May. This sports update for the Tap Brewhouse and drive through Liquor Store. For Ballers Rec Room, home of the four-hour Rough Riders tailgate party, and for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. I do think we're settled. We'll get into more of it when we come right back for Viewer Takeover. You're watching the RP Show on this Monday on Game Plus TV and 24-Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you Probably unless you really on. deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Okay, welcome back. Things have just taken a massive upturn. Yeah. From the Prairie Mobile text line. Can I read it? Sure. I, 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 I don't know if I can say yes or no because I haven't read it yet. <laughs> so I'm reading it to you verbatim. For the first time. Hey, we are a gentleman's club out of Alberta looking to sponsor the show. How about that? Darren said, oh, how do you feel about that? I see. I said, great. Let's go. Let's fuel up the corporate jet. We'll be out there for lunch. Let's have a lunch meeting. The buffet's on. Right. Yes, yeah, sign them up. Let's go. They're clearly watching on Game Plus television, which is carried on the Telus Optic TV cable carrier out there in Alberta. So I'm feeling a lot better about things looking up. Um, interesting. And they're paying attention in Edmonton. We always knew they were because our analytics tell us that we're very strong in Edmonton. They just don't write us, and I don't know what that is. Yeah. Because Winnipeg's much more vocal with their um, engagement with us. Not, not with their sports teams because they're vocal over their sports teams everywhere, right? That's right. Anyways, um, I am done with COVID for today. Thank you. From Daryl in Toronto, from the Beneath Sports podcast, he's tweeted us. 
He says, hey, Rod, hope you guys are doing well. Being outside of the Rough Riders organization for the past few years, do you have a better appreciation for the other eight CFL teams now that you're looking from the outside in? Have you tapped my phone? Of course I do. All those teams are my friends, and I'm talking to all of them, except for maybe Hamilton, which we're working on. Oh, yeah. But Adam in Hamilton's watching. Did I have this right, Adam? Adam Ridloff? No. Ridlow? No, it's not an L. Remember? Riddy, Ridio? 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 Right. He says, hey, Rod, what kind of Tiger Cats gear do you own? Tiger Cats are on their way up and are about to play their 50th Labor Day game against the Argos. The Argos are a little more my team. Got a little friends, more friends over there, which, by the way, I was talking to Murph on the weekend. Their assistant GM, John Murphy. One of the greatest periods of my life was the Chris Jones, John Murphy era here. We still do imitations of those two guys. <laughs> Murph! <laughs> Get on the phone, Murph! Anyway, <laughs> anyways, uh, I said to Murph, because his family's down in New Orleans, I texted him, prayers and well wishes to you, Murph, uh, with Hurricane Ida coming, and then he got into what his family was going through, and I don't want to get into that now, but uh, for obviously that's between Murph and I, but it's just, I was thinking about them, and Delvin Bro, the former Ticat, and New Orleans Saint is down there, and I don't think we've been able to establish contact with him, but anyways... No, I got friends all across the league now. And within days after leaving the Rough Riders, you know this because you were right beside my phone started ringing from every team. And I was like, I thought you guys hated me. Oh, that was just a rider thing. We're good now. So, yes, I do have an appreciation of every team. From Pink's, one of our P1s, the Gentleman's Club and Manscaped, the two go great together, don't they? Yeah. Uh, from Gino DePauli watching in Okotoks, Alberta. Is there any room on your desk, Rod? For what? What do you... I'm trying to wait to bust this baby out. I can't wait. I'm going to wait for hockey season to do... Yeah, we got lots of room. What are you going to send? Uh, next hour, we'll continue this and actually talk about sports. Coming up after this break on Game Plus. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit RodPeterson.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.